0: so what's got you by the nuts yeah that's the question what's got a claim on you we're looking at the liberty of christ day on this podcast we're getting back into the rhythms here man we've been developing so much with in the grace ops world and culture and i'm really looking forward to it all kind of cranking out here literally any day now you know towards the end of the fourth quarter but so i looked at that question i used that question on one of my content pieces a couple weeks ago. you can find it on youtube facebook TikTok, all that stuff but you know, guys, what has you by the nuts? What what have you allowed in your life that's got that grip on you? Because the, the whole concept comes from Christ when he's talking about in, in John 12. He's like, the you know, I have to leave. The Holy Spirit's coming. The rule of this world is coming. And he's like, he has no claim on me. And I just love that. That's the liberty that Jesus is describing. He's He's talking about a liberty that he walks in. We're literally there's no darkness in him i mean john eight twelve says that right there's no darkness in me he, you know he who follows me will never walk in darkness but have the light of life and it's like i think we read those things sometimes and you know do we really believe those things you know is it is it you know because everybody is so we're also quick to make excuses for our darkness or sin right yeah. like we're all we're all quick to justify it like well i struggle with this because of that and well, I think counseling can be healthy. I also have a problem with some of it because over time, it's like if counseling is leading you to wholeness, awesome. But if it's leading you to just know why you sin, not awesome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you Because know? yeah. I run into a lot of people like, well, I do A, B, and C, but now I know why I do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like, okay, that's not the point, bro. You know, the, the wholeness is walking out of it, you know, and yeah. becoming whole inside to where, um, meeting those inner needs where you don't have to walk and all that so hey i'm here today on the podcast with adam reardon and we really are going to get back into some really strong rhythms of our podcast so sorry we haven't posted for a while but here we are man we're putting some stuff together and we're really excited about where grace ops is headed so adam i don't know what are your thoughts on some of this man
1: yeah i think it's a great question because i do think we we talk about it a lot i think in the grace ops culture that life in many ways is a battle. Our walk, our walk with Jesus is a battle. And you, you pose the question, can we experience that liberty? And, and I think the answer is, is yes. I mean, I think that's what we look at in the life of Jesus, right? Like if we go all the way back to the very beginning, right? We go back to the garden, God creates the world, everything in it. He creates Adam and Eve and everything's good, right? No sin, no shame, no separation, no darkness. And then Adam and Eve believe the lies of the evil one, rebel against God, right? And sin, shame, darkness all enters the world. Like we're naked. Yeah, <laughs> n- we're naked and afraid, you know, and, <clears throat> yeah. uh, and, uh, uh, and filled with shame. And then when Jesus shows up and say, there's no darkness in me, what's he talking about? Like, well, God's, God's bringing about what he always intended for us, a, a life that's good, a life that's not filled with slavery and darkness and shame. And so so this, this topic, I think, is exciting for us because it means that God actually wants more for us than maybe we even want for ourselves, right? That he's got something beyond what we've experienced that's possible for us in Christ, and that's to live that life of freedom and liberty.
0: Yeah, it's almost like, I think... I know we're, we're we we aim to reach men and using the word fairy tale isn't the most masculine word to throw out there, but I am raising four daughters. There so you go. I have plenty of uh, that type of stuff in my household. But the concept of just like the fairy tale is too good to be true. Sure. You know, when you really look at I admire the the liberty that Christ is walking in and the reason why I'm really looking deeper into that meaning The depths of his salvation and the depths of what he's actually giving us is because, you know, we like to think that his cross was powerful. We like to think that his death was, you know, we have this salvation because of his death. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yeah, that's that's one half of it. But we also have the power of salvation because of his life. Yeah. Like the way he lived. Yeah. Like isn't it Colossians where it says he's the image of the invisible God? Right. Yeah. Like he's coming to show us the Father, and so I just I I'm trying to grasp in a way that motivates me and you know inspire might be a cheap word but it's it the zeal more of a I want God's zeal for His liberty. Yeah. You know, that's that's what I really want to tap into is like, what did Jesus give us in His life? Yeah. You know, like he's wake he's he's you know, Hebrews is saying he's he's just like us. Right. He can simp he we don't have such a great, you know, savior or high priest that he's unable to sympathize with my weaknesses, your weaknesses, our weaknesses. But we have one who can sympathize. He was tempted in every way where we were, but was without.
1: Right. And I think that's I think that's important because I think sometimes like I I don't want to get super Theological, but like we'll, we'll kind of thread the needle here in the sense of, you know, Paul says in Philippians that even though Jesus was equal with God, he did not count equality with God something to be grasped, but he, he lived as one of us, right? And so I've heard people talk about it this way that Jesus always had his MasterCard, right? But he, he kind of put it in his back pocket and he lived as one of us, experiencing everything that we experience. So, like, when we see Jesus being tempted by Satan. I think we have to we have to get to the point that go like well Satan's not wasting his time like Jesus could have made a different decision than he made right like he could have been tempted he he could have chosen a different path than he chose and I think in America maybe maybe this is a specific American Christianity thing like I think we get Jesus as savior right like Jesus is going to forgive me and he's going to save me but if we stop there we miss out because Jesus isn't just our savior. He's also our Lord, right? He's our King, which means he doesn't make suggestions, right? He makes commands. Like, he, he demands me to walk in a certain lifestyle. But then what you're talking about... You know, about,
0: that version of Jesus isn't so popular no,
1: today. No, not popular <laughs> at all. Like, what do you mean I'm Jesus be is his, my friend. He doesn't yeah. tell me what to do. It, it, and then he's also our model, right? Like, I think we miss that, that we're supposed mm, to... Yeah. I mean, the Scripture says, I think it's 1 John says, we're supposed to walk as Jesus walked, right? Like, we're supposed to live as Jesus lived, and that's a... That's a high bar. I mean, that like I would experience grace and mercy and love in such a way that my life would actually look like the life of Jesus, that I could experience that liberty that he experienced. And it would actually show up in the way I treat my wife, my kids, my neighbors, the way I show up to work and all that kind of stuff. And I think maybe we're missing that a little bit.
0: Yeah, I think, you know, when we go a little further into this, this was, this has been an age, you know, age old question. You know, goes back into, uh, and you know, go back in the book of Mark. You know, they're asking the question of Jesus, like, basically what defiles a person, you know, pertaining to, like, their food laws and just some of the customs they had back in their day, like washing their hands and what they're eating. Right. And, you know, Jesus <clears throat> clearly describes it, you know, in, in Mark 7.15. He says, there is nothing outside a person that by going into him can defile him. But the things that come out of a person... Are what defile him and so christ <clears throat> goes on and he talks about how you know what actually can come out of a man so you skip down in verse 21 he's like you know he's like what what comes out of a person is what defiles him for from within out of the heart of man come evil thoughts sexual immorality theft murder adultery coveting wickedness deceit sensuality envy slander pride foolishness all these evil things come from within, and they defile a person. Wow. So, like, how does that stuff get in us? Like, what's, what are your, you know, let's talk about that. Like, that's interesting, right? Like, theft came from in me yeah. before I ever took that thing, right? Like, sexual immorality, sensuality yeah. came from within me before I ever lusted after Right. right. Uh, a woman or a thing or something. You know, it's like...
1: Yeah, well, I think some of that, like, I think the Bible categorizes as the flesh, right? That, the, Not not talking about our skin that covers our body, but inside of us is this sinful, fallen nature that will desire things that go against God's will for our lives, right? So, um, you know, I mean, we, we see that right out of the shoot, right? Like, you know, we get into Genesis, Adam and Eve, sin kicked out of the garden, and we got two brothers, and one's covetous and jealous of the other one, so... He decides to kill him. You know what I mean? Like, hey, I'm going to smash your head in with a rock. And it's in us. I mean, some of that stuff is just in of us. I mean, both you and I are parents, right? I mean, we, we've we both went on that journey. You don't have to tell a kid to, to say no. I mean, kids just know. They just say no. I mean, there's a stubbornness and in something inside of us that's rebellious against God. And, and that stuff is in every single one of us. I mean, none of us want to talk about that, right? But we all fight that. I fight that. Like, you cut me off in traffic. There's a a reflex that that comes out of nowhere. right? (laughs) When I stub my toe, my first reaction isn't, Lord, bless you and keep you. You know what I mean? Like, there's some stuff that's in us, and we've got to be real about it. We've got to be real that every single one of us, and it might be different for all of us, but we all have these inner things that the Bible would categorize as darkness.
0: Yeah, I mean... And, you know, we live in a culture that's kind of like... Well, I did this because you did that, right? They like to the blame. You triggered me. They like to the blame you. Triggered me. <laughs> Sorry, it's a real thing, but it's just funny. <laughs> yeah, that makes me laugh, dude. So,
1: well, and it takes. And it I takes, need a. I need a comfort dog, people. Yeah. Well, it takes the it takes the responsibility <laughs> off of me, right? It's had not you, my fault. Yeah. Had you not, then you I wouldn't suck, have. You not me. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I cancel you. <laughs> That's right. Oh man. I think I don't know if I said it or not, but la- I had one lady on my "What's Got You By the Nuts." She's like, "You, uh, you lost me." Uh, you know, basically, she said you lost all credibility with that yeah. question. I was yeah. like, "Oh my gosh, I got canceled from." I'm like, "Okay," but then I had like five or ten other ladies share the and right. like it, and, yeah. You know, so yeah, this concept of the sinful nature, this concept of, you know, but you also brought up a good point. Because I think there's a there's a tension here with the sinful nature, and then you also brought up a point about how God created us in His image, and He yeah. said we were good. Yeah. Um, that's also at play too, right? You know, um, one of my great teachers had brought up the concept of David's repentance prayer in Psalm fifty-one, and he was like, basically, David is making the uh, the statement that he was kind of like curse from his mother's womb right mm-hmm. or, or it, he makes a statement like that and yeah um i heard you know dwight Pryor was like okay maybe you're being a little over the top david you know maybe um because he also would bring in that tension of like we are made in god's image and that nature still in us like we are yeah. we are good yeah um Yeah, and I think when we're being raised as children, there's certain things, you know, I've learned this just through uh, a good friend of mine who's gone through some really interesting content and material of just learning, you know, the process of when you do get triggered and we're, you know, fight or flight and, you know, what needs you're looking for in those moments and, you know, I think a lot of this stuff finds life in us from when we're little kids. Sure. You know, like, we're shaping world views from when we're like five, six, seven years old. You know, yeah. we're starting to look at the world and, you know, we're not, you know, we can walk, we can, we're, you're starting to maybe, you can go open the fridge now and get your own snacks. Right, <laughs> right. You know? um, I don't know, yeah, because so, I think this stuff comes in from maybe what we're agreeing with, the way we view the world, sure. our own pain maybe. Yeah. I don't know. It gets there somehow, right? And then it yeah. starts to come out of us throughout life. It's, well, it's kind of like, you know, we've said this many times, like, God takes us out of Egypt and then he takes Egypt out, out of us. us. Yeah. And, uh, and I think that the liberty, what I want to get to and continually grow towards is I want to keep high belief inside of my heart mm-hmm. that this liberty Christ walked in is the liberty we can yeah. all walk in. Yeah. Like that so almost sounds crazy to even say, doesn't it? Because people yeah. are like, "Well, he's Jesus, he's Superman." Right. Yeah. But he he that's why we have to remember his life and his yeah, death. That's right. Yeah. We're not just remembering, you know. We because like that's a ch- challenge I think for us because we meet Christ at his death and his right. resurrection. Yeah. And we've got to do, um, the work to go into those thirty years of his life and mm-hmm. remember him as a man. Yeah. And remember, he was like us. He came yeah. as a man, yeah. not Superman.
1: Right. But I think I think even that statement of what you just said about, you know, God takes us out of Egypt and then takes the Egypt out of us is is true. I think it's 100% true. And then I think it gives us the freedom to acknowledge there's some Egypt in me. Right? Like, I think, I think so often, at least, I think about it in even the context that I grew up in when I first got introduced to Christianity and that kind of stuff is, like, you weren't supposed to talk about that. Like, you don't talk about the Egypt in you. You hide the Egypt in you. You know what I mean? Like, hey, you, right. don't, you you keep that. You keep that under the surface. We don't, we don't talk about that stuff. It's all good, like,
0: brother. Yeah, I mean, you know what
1: I mean? Like, you, <laughs> right. you know, if you, if you admitted that, then maybe, maybe you don't have enough faith, or maybe you're not a good Christian, and, and that kind of stuff. And yet, like, I think we have to acknowledge there's some Egypt in me, and if that's true then I have to be able to ask the question, like, what what part of Egypt is still in me today? And that doesn't that doesn't bring about, or at least in my opinion, shouldn't bring about shame, right? Like, I, that shouldn't cause me to go hide. That should cause me to lean in and go deeper into Christ and my band of brothers to go like, hey, as I follow Jesus, the more I get to know Jesus, the more I'm in his presence, and the more, I mean, I love the way John talks about it, that Jesus is the living light in life of men, right? Well, what does the light do? It illuminates, right? And it guides. And so as As Jesus begins to pour light into my life, it it lights up the shadowy places where I can begin to see, hey, there's some darkness in me. There's some things that don't belong here. And that doesn't mean I should hide or be ashamed or or keep people at arm's length, that I can actually lean into Jesus and go, I want to deal with some of this stuff. Like, I I got some darkness in my life, and I actually need your help, your accountability, your encouragement, because I want to deal with it. And that's what Christ wants for us. But I think so much of what the enemy does is causes a shame, right? Like I recognize some Egypt in me, and now I isolate myself. I don't want to be in a small group. I never want to talk about that. I don't want to talk about the hurts that happened to me as as a kid, or I don't want to talk about the the skeleton in the closet because what if you find out? Like what if you find out what I really struggle with or what I'm really like or, or, or the things that keep me awake at night? Like would you think I'm less of a man if you knew that? But that's actually that journey, right? That's actually what Christ has called us to in community is to, let him invade those areas of our lives and redeem them, right, and do that work. And I just have to be willing to acknowledge, like, you know, to a brother like you, hey, man, there's some stuff in my life I'm dealing with, and that's okay. Like, that's okay. As long as we're not justifying it, right? Like, well, hey, that's just, that's just your struggle, and, like, that's just how you're wired. It's like, no, man, like, Christ wants more for you than that. Like, right. he died for you, he rose for you, and he set the example for you, so let's start building those muscles. Let's start, start building those habits. Let's start renouncing the darkness and the evil yeah. and growing in the image and likeness of Christ.
0: And that's where, yeah, I think what you're saying is right on. I think, you know, we want to hide and put our fig leaves on. Yeah, you know, we, want to, we want to hide the shame, hide the guilt. And I think the difference is the way we approach it. So if I'm approaching the liberty of Christ through humility and uh, self-awareness and low- lowliness mm-hmm. from a low place and and I'm walking in the context of community with my brothers I should be able to tell you anything with a humble heart yeah because I'm already telling it to you from a place of I know what's Egypt yeah I already I already know it's dark yeah. so just want to let it out a lot of times when you let when you know when you shine light on darkness more and more it loses more and more power right. over you you know it's yeah. part that's part of renouncing it. Is not just we're not called to just this isn't Christianity is not an isolated movement right and that's what I think the enemy's trying to get it more and more too is like just you and Jesus on your Instagram post or mm-hmm. whatever you know yeah. just you and Jesus you know go in your prayer closet and do that you know it's like it's not an isolated movement it's a movement of a, of a redemptive people right and so I think on the other side if I'm approaching the liberty of Christ from a place of pride like we see in our culture today. Mm-hmm. And I'm not coming I'm 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 saying Egypt's in me, but I'm gonna now try to tell God it's it's okay. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry, man. Yeah. You know, like we don't get to define the liberty. We don't get to define the terms of our salvation. That's already been that's already been made. Whether you like it or you don't like it. Right. It it that doesn't matter. Yeah. You're not gonna change it. I don't care if you get ten million people behind you saying, No, it's okay to be this way. No.
1: Yeah.
0: God defined salvation and liberty, and we we have to be on His terms. So yeah, I think in humility, I can talk about Egypt. I can talk about things, and again, like you already said, like not you know, Paul's not saying you know talk about these things in a way to where you can use your grace as a license to do more of it. Right. But we want to use that Titus two, you know, the concept of renouncing this Egypt in us, renouncing the darkness and. You know, renouncing is to formally declare that what what you once allowed to have power over you, you're saying with a formal declaration out of your mouth, because I'm belonging to Christ now, I renounce any power or claim you once had on my life. Yeah. And you might have to renounce something every day for a while, you know. <clears throat> and so I think Yeah, I think you know, what are some takeaways we can as far as like what can we do in our lives? I kind of, I kind of say we should set some liberty goals. You know, yeah. look at the liberty of Christ. Like one of my goals for liberty is I want to understand it more. Mm-hmm. I want to see it more clearly through God's zeal. Yeah, and I want God's zeal to be in me for to live in this liberty. Mm. You know, another goal I have is I want to believe that this liberty isn't achievable through my own strength, right? But it's achievable through the Holy Spirit's enabling me. Yeah grace is empowering me yeah to live this way like you yeah. said before like to Jesus was a model I yeah. can live that way I mean and then what kind of focus do I need to have like that's another goal of mine is like I want to focus on the word and focus on being with God abiding with God to where I have a more sensitive tender heart to these things yeah. right because yeah. I think because I'm like you you cut me off you know but if I'm more if I spend more time with God, like, some of those things don't really bother me as much. It's like, yeah. you know. And then it all comes down to having friends, right? Like, hey, yeah. I a band of brothers. Right. i got to have some people in my life to do this with. and So, yeah, liberty is amazing. It's powerful. It's deep. I want God's zeal for it. And I want to take it seriously. I want to model it to the next generation and model it to my neighborhood, you know, my my local area, because this liberty is something we're supposed to be shouting from the rooftops. Yeah. We're supposed to be proclaiming this liberty, yeah. right? Like, right. you can be free. You know, yeah. you can walk. You know, yeah. and the enemy has no power over you because of Christ. Right. You know, so it's not about a man earning it. It's about a man. But you know what you do with liberty is you prove that you received it. Yeah. We don't earn it, but we prove it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm gonna prove it to people by engaging it, growing, doing the real stuff. You know, I think the whole world's tired of like this fake Christianity. Right. Yeah. I think people are sick and tired. I think the church is struggling at large, like massively struggling. Yeah. You know, I think mega churches are gonna start caving by the 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 dozens, and I'm not against the mega church. I'm just saying like that whole approach of like inch deep, mile wide. I think people really want the Christianity Christ gave. Yeah. Like, it needs to cost me something. It it needs to be hard. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. It's like, I actually need to change. That's right. Yeah. You know, I can't just come to Jesus. What does that statement? You come as you are, but don't stay that way. Don't stay, yeah. God
1: loves you. Come as you are, but God loves you too much to leave you that way. You know, like, and I think, I think that's the thing is we're talking about, like, is just the idea of hope. I mean, that maybe maybe there's somebody listening or I mean I just even know as as we're talking that like it's a reminder to me that like this is a reality I mean this is possible right that 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 God wants to transform me and lead me to life right he wants me to lead me to freedom and it's going to be a battle it's not it's not going to be free it's going to cost me something and and God's gonna God's got to do the work in me but I also have to make myself available to him but that like that means that egypt stuff that darkness stuff that's in me can be conquered right like I don't have to be defeated like like there's there's a real 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 God who loves you, who died for you, who wants to give you his righteousness and wants to empower you to take this stuff out of you, but you've got to partner with him in it right and so so it's achievable like it, it's it's achievable in Christ that I can be different, that I can actually experience liberty, and I wonder how many people just go like. Man, I could never have a life like that. Like this is just how it's always gonna be. It's how it always is. Just who I am. But like, but engaging. I love that word, abiding in Christ, right? Like He's the vine, where the branches, as we abide, that life and that liberty comes from Him to me, and we start to see. We start to see that work out, right? Like not always immediate, right? We go. It's not always. A, it's not always a like. Hey, man, I did a, a 10-minute devotion today, and I'm I'm free. Right? like right. It, it, it's, it's like compound interest, man. It's, it's a like, marathon, not that, a sprint. It is. And it's a yeah. battle. and, and, it's, and it's, it's a battle. It's it, a
0: battle. Oh, my God, it's a battle. You know? <laughs> yeah, it's a battle. <clears throat> yeah, I know. Yeah, and I think the patheticness of it all, and that patheticness lives in all of us, is it's not that we can't, it's that we
1: won't. Yeah.
0: When Israel got free from Pharaoh, she had to walk out
1: hmm
0: You know, you had to pack your stuff and move fast. Yeah. And you had to go into the unknown of the liberty. Mm-hmm. That you were walking into that liberty. Yeah. And the only way to survive in that terrain is trusting the Father.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: The only way to survive in that terrain is trusting the Father and, you know, going after you know, receiving what he's giving you, you know, because they're, they're up against the Red Sea. They're, they're you know, Pharaoh sends his army, you know, and we encounter that same type of stuff in our own, yeah. in our new covenant, right? This new, yeah. I, I like to say the continued covenant, right? Yeah. Like, I, I don't look at the Old Testament as like something that isn't valuable today. You know, yeah. it's like we we have a wrong view of a lot of the, this type of stuff, but, you know, w- we have to trust God, do it again. Yeah. He'll do it again. Like, yeah. You know, God, we're up against the Red Sea, the enemy's coming down on us. Oh, well, the sea can part. Oh, we didn't think about that.
1: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right, mean? yeah.
0: Didn't think about that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and I think as, as you're talking about that, I think that's where, I mean, we, we bang this drum all the time because we believe it, is that we all need a band of brothers. Because even thinking about that, they go from Egypt, cross the sea into the wilderness, you know, and wilderness isn't fun. No, no one would say like, hey, wilderness is a great time. And yet, like, the thing that I go back to all the time, not, not because I want to dog Israel or them in that experience, but because it, it reveals my own heart, weakness to me, is they're actually following God. Like, his presence is leading them in the wilderness. And they get to the point where they're like, you know, there was Taco Tuesday back in Egypt. You know what I mean? Like, there was meat. Right. Like, yeah. there was meat back totally. there. Anybody want to go? My anybody, food truck was back <laughs> That's there. right. Anybody want to go back to Egypt and get some and get some meat, like some tacos? My you know? favorite food truck and, was in Egypt. In the reality, is that's true for all of us, right? That on this yeah. journey of liberty, we're going to have these moments where it's going to hit us where we actually desire to go back. I mean, there's going to be that thing of like, you know, I, I, that that way is so ingrained in me, or there's a comfort in the in the ritual or the habit, or it's familiar to me that, that like darkness will try to lure you back, right? It'll try to lure you back. But its claim is only in what you give it. You know, it only takes the territory that as much as you respond to it and allow it back in. And in those moments of going, hey, I'm thinking of going back to Egypt, you've got to have somebody you can call. I mean, you've got to have somebody yeah. who knows you and still loves you that goes, hey, man, don't, don't do it. Like, don't, don't go back. Yeah, it's, it's, it's,
0: yeah so the liberty is so powerful that our current day liberty in Christ, the enemy has no rights over us or claims to us except for that which we allow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's powerful, man. Yeah. So, yeah, call someone before you go back to Egypt and reach out to him even after you went there. Yeah, You know, it's, it's right. both and. Yeah. and. Well, I think we've uh, dove into this topic pretty well today. It's been good to be back with the Adam. We're going to be yeah. getting back into these podcasts and cranking them off. So, well, it's been great to be with you guys. Thanks for your time. Until next time, live upright.